Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome to a very special Thanksgiving episode of the Bacon Games Podcast. I don't think I did a Thanksgiving-esque episode last time, but, uh, I mean, here I am. Uh, this is, uh, you know, what I'm doing, and, uh, hope you all have a great time. It's probably coming up the Thursday morning, so you can check it out, but, um, I'm gonna go over the three Thanksgiving games, and I'm just gonna talk a little bit about the betting stuff that went on, situation stuff that went on on my Twitter or whatever last week. Yeah, I had a really bad week last week, that's pretty much all I gotta say. I think I lost... <sighs> like 40 units? I think I was down like 40 units, I want to say. Something like that's 40. 5 times 10 is 100. I was, pro- I was probably down like 20. I probably ended up with like minus 20 units Um, at the end of it. Won, won a lot of my over-under picks. I feel pretty good about those. Uh, but yeah, it didn't win a lot. It was a bad week. I think I went 6 and 9. I want to say there were 15 teams playing, right? It was week 11. So what, Denver and another team were on by, right? I forget, whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I had a bad week, so it, it looks like I'm doing a lot worse betting than I actually am. I'm, I'm at 200 bucks about, and I ended the week, I started the week with about 400 bucks, so, uh, about that, uh, about that. So, I'm gonna hopefully use this Thursday night, uh, this Thursday day and night and full whatever to get back my stuff, and, uh, you know, get back on it. I think... I think that's definitely possible. I just am not gonna, because it looks like it looks like I'd be down like 20, 25 units, whatever, if I keep posting what I post on Twitter because I started so late. But I've been posting bets for a while on there, and I'm I'm still up uh, about 10 units, five times right, yeah, I mean about 10. I started with 200 and I'm about I started with 100 and I'm about at 200 right now, so I'm still up on the year. Uh, you know, losing streaks happen. Um, bad stuff happens. The, the middle of the year is definitely where I struggle the most. Um, it's something that I have to calm down a little bit uh when when i do bets but i think we're coming out of that losing streak um it's a little bit tougher sure in in the middle of the year things happen things that you thought in the beginning and things that i thought coming to the season definitely change rosters change you know adjustments change quarterbacks get better things happen injuries happen uh so i i just i think need to be more cognizant in the middle of the year so i can do better just generally um and i'm i'm excited for this this late i i've got Almost all the underdogs here, so it should be a fun time. Um, but whatever, let's get through it. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened on Twitter. Check me out at Big Names Jesse. Uh, I have a lot of hot takes. I have a lot of takes that people disagree with at the time, but end up being correct because I am a smart person, um, and, and I think I give pretty reasonable takes uh, long term. But Twitter isn't really meant for long term. It's meant for spicy things that are happening right now. Like, oh, would you assign Jalen Hurts to a long term deal? Uh, like four years ago, four weeks ago. The answer for everyone's probably no. Now, after these last four weeks, yeah, it seems like he's definitely good for a nice six year contract. That's fucking insane. That's insanity. Oh man, we've got a. We've got some Thanksgiving stuff that I'm gonna love betting. Some fun parlay stuff. I might actually throw some props on the Bears and the Lions, but I'm going to do that in, in the morning. I'll probably just, I'll probably go game by game, and maybe maybe for the 4 o'clock game, I'll also bet on the late game too, because honestly, I might be so tired that I'll miss the second half of that game and then just rewatch it on Friday, but it is what it is. Um, all right, so yeah, I mean, you know, that's enough of me uh, telling you about how bad I sucked on Twitter for my bets, how bad if you followed my instructions last week, you'd be down a lot. Um, that was my bad. I mean, it's going to happen sometimes with betting. That is what it is. Uh, I 
feel good about this week because it's a lot, a lot of pickums. It's going to be a lot, a lot of... I think the highest line I'm seeing so far is four and a half. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest line. Oh, besides the... Sorry, besides the the, the um, New England and the Titans game. Uh, yeah, it's... it's um. It's pretty much all like three or, or under, so it should be a fun week to pick stuff. I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot of pickums. I thought a lot of games last week were pickums. They turned out most of them to be. But I mean, if you look at the Cincinnati and Las Vegas Raiders score, it it looks a lot worse than it was. But it was like 22 to 13 with like six minutes to go in the fourth, or like 10 minutes ago, or seven minutes to go in the fourth, and then it just kind of fell apart. I, that 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 stuff happens. It was a close game. It should have been a close game. I should just. I really should just have bet on bet on the Texans to win, but. But that's okay. We, we had another missed parlay. Third week in a row, where we missed out by one, and we missed out either by an overtime or a field goal. Man, just had Detroit get there, and they had a shot. Not saying they should have won, but man, they had a shot. Oh, no, was that? No, Detroit was last week. What did I have? I had, um, I had the Texans, right? Oh, my God. So, Detroit. Detroit was last week. It was Detroit. Yeah, okay. This week was, yeah, definitely the Texans who beat, who beat, uh, fuck, sorry, who beat up on the Titans, and then what was it the week before? I am so, super confused, like, um, week 11, uh, NFL, like, I, I, I really distinctly remember, um, I, I, I missed my one, what was the other one, I'm, 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 yeah, I had, oh no, it was the Lions, I was the Lions versus the Browns, I also had the Lions last week, versus, uh, Pittsburgh, that's why it was confusing me, I knew, I knew it had that shit in there, yeah, the, not, the Lions, Ah, so close to beating the Browns, very, very close, and then we had the actual upset that I should have picked, because division game, and anything can happen in division games, I usually stay away from division games for sure, and that's probably why I didn't bet them uh, like that, I should have stayed away from the Minnesota and Green Bay game, but that's another story, because that game was really, really close, but yeah, I, I just, I, division games are always tough, and it just makes more sense, you know, over the long haul, so like, bet the plus money there, and just, you know, hope it, hope it gets one of those uh, like, like it did last week, and, uh, I messed up by, um, by doing the parlay, which would have, if I hit that parlay, um, which was only three points away, uh, I would have made, I would be in the positive right now, for sure, even with my terrible Monday night bets, I, I had semi, a little bit forgot about my Monday night bet, I had the Giants pretty big, and, uh, none of those hits, that was really bad, but, I mean, it was, it was 60 bucks, not the end of the world, so that was what, like, I don't know, uh, what's five, that's like six, there's no way that's like six units, six times five is 30, so it was, it was, it was about ten units. I think I lost on that. Yeah, what are you gonna do? It sucks to suck, but that is what it is. It's, it's not the end of the world. Um, I was just, uh, just reflecting on how, how not great it's been for my betting stuff. But this week's gonna be good. So anyway, let's get into it. Let's get fucking into it right now. We got the Bears and the Lions. I've got the Bears. Um, I don't care if it's Andy Dalton. I think the play calling has actually really improved for Chicago over these past uh, few weeks since Matt Nagy had COVID. I want to say about three weeks ago. Uh, no Allen Robinson, I don't think. But Detroit in a division game. I'm really, I, I don't think they're going to get there. They do have a good run defense, which definitely helped them last week and the week before against really Pittsburgh and also uh, Cleveland, who have at least committed rushing attacks. Cleveland has a good rushing attack, but Pittsburgh's committed to that one at least. I don't think they have a great rushing attack at all. But anyway, I mean, the Detroit's like strength on defense is that, but I think Andy Dalton and, you know, the little ragtag group they got there with Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney and I want to say, not Montgomery, but the other guy is... Oh, Godwin? It's good. No, Goodwin. Godwin, Goodwin. I think it's Marquise Goodwin. The Bears have had a pretty good game last week. I, I, 
think they've got some okay guys there. I wish they had Dad Newsom, Daz Newsom still, but that's that's another. It's a story for another time. Uh, I, I think you know they've got enough firepower to beat Detroit. I just I don't see a way. I mean, Amara St. Brown is a good receiver, a very good receiver who I like, but is there really anyone else there besides Hawk? And then obviously Swift, who's probably one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL right now, at least in fantasy. Uh, I, I I like Chicago. They've got a better team. Their defense is still really, really tough. The defense for the Bears is the best part about this. And the offensive line has definitely improved their ability to protect the quarterback. They've always been pretty good at running. I mean, Montgomery, if they use Montgomery and Herbert and rush those guys 40 times, they're going to win the game. Detroit's not going to be able to do it. Uh, obviously, Detroit gets carb, uh, gets golf back, which seems to be trending that way, which I think why the uh, the point spread's only at 30. I think it could have been a lot higher, or it could have been... Definitely could have been higher. Detroit's not... It's, it's, they're going to win a game one of these weeks. They're going to win against Chicago on, on the Thanksgiving. Anything can happen any given Sunday, but I'm, I'm on the Bears for this one. And uh, I like the 41.5 under. Um, kind of feels like that's where everyone's going, and I should go the other way, but... Unless we see some defensive scores, which is definitely possible. It's Andy Dalton. Although, to be fair, I'm not sure how much, how much more turnover-prone Andy Dalton is to uh, fields, but... Dalton will probably throw more passes, which will lead to more center. Like, if they threw the same amount of passes, maybe it would be a lot evener, but Dalton does throw, throw the ball more than, than Fields, because Fields can run the ball really well. And, you know, we saw a good amount of that. Even the RPOs and stuff, we saw a good amount of that in the game before. Uh, I'm sorry, in the first few quarters, um, before Dalton had to come in and almost bring them back first versus uh, a really depleted Baltimore team. Which The fact that Baltimore is 7-3 and three is just is a fucking masterclass, bro. Like, I, I don't know how... It's possible for them to go through so many injuries to significant like parts of the team. You know, Marcus Peters, their their running backs, who was a really big focus on there. Lamar had an illness last week. I didn't have Hollywood Brown either. I was just wow, really impressive. They lost one of their best offensive linemen, which is really important when you want to run the ball all the time. Like that, it's just it's it's the most impressive. I mean, if they didn't lose to Miami because of the zero blitz stuff like that, Harbaugh would definitely be talked about as the coach of the year. He still should be, honestly. With what he's done with that team, what that team's overcome. It's goddamn insane. Just don't lose Calais Campbell. He's such a big part of that defense. He's been so good, so underrated. Uh, but yeah, hopefully he doesn't get out. All right, next one I got up is the Raiders at the Cowboys. Now, the Raiders are seven half point underdogs. That feels that feels really bad. <laughs> that feels like that shouldn't be there at all. I know the Raiders are on a three-game losing streak. Carr hasn't been as good. The offensive line hasn't been that good. I get it. The pass, the pass catching stuff has been a little weird too, because like you know they lost rugs and all that stuff. And I think he was actually a much more important part, deep ball part of that offense that I was maybe underestimating. Wasn't good for fantasy for sure. It wasn't as good for fantasy as he was as an actual football player stretching the field. It's a little tough uh, to, to to replace that. Uh, but you know they got Darren Waller involved last week. I mean I expect Carr to play a lot better than this. He's still like what third or fourth in passing yards in the NFL. Uh, he's still got good weapons of Brian Edwards, and I love the slot guy, my boy Hunter Renfro, who is also the same name as a baseball player, which I find funny. <sighs> even like seven years, even I guess it's been probably like five or three years even, but it still feels like it's been like ten years I've been making that joke. But whatever. Um, I'm on the Raiders here. They got a better team than the Cowboys, and the Cowboys don't have all the wide receivers. I don't expect CD to play. Even if he does, I think they really need Amari Cooper, and Cooper's out because of COVID. Michael Parsons has been great. Uh, Diggs has been great. I like both their safeties for Dallas. But outside of that, the offensive line didn't look that great last week. We'll see who's healthy, who's not this week for them for sure, but the Rangers have a better overall team, and it feels like an easy plus 7.5, and, and then I've also got them to win the game outright. Uh, I actually like the 51.5 under. I think this could be a, a more defensive game than people are, than that, that point spread belies, at least. And then the final one. Like I said, it's a pretty quick podcast, so I wanted to get up before Thanksgiving. You can listen to it on the car ride, maybe, you know, 
to, to Thanksgiving dinner or all that stuff or to, to wherever you're going for Thanksgiving or maybe in the morning when you're doing yard work or preparing. This is an easy thing to get through. Anyway, the last game is the Bills and the Saints. I was on the Bills pretty bad last week and I got crushed by Indianapolis who crushed them. Definitely need to reconsider how good I think Indianapolis is being considering how well the offensive line is played. Uh, which allowed both of their, you know, quarterback and Taylor, who I'm not taking anything away from either of them, from Wentz or Taylor, they both played really good. But the offensive line, if it was worse, they, they would be significantly worse, I think. Uh, Taylor, less than Wentz. I can say that. Uh, I can say that pretty unequivocally. Anyway, uh, we have Bills, who I've been high on. Uh, I think they've got a bad running defense. I guess maybe. Maybe, but maybe you want to kick... Or maybe you want to play Russo outside, like, the whole time. Because so, he's pretty good. He's He's got such length that he's he should be good at stopping the run. He was good in college at stopping the run. Uh, so I just feel like he needs to... If, if you're expecting the run or just you think it's going to be a run-heavy team, like this might be Kamara and Ingram show, I think you really, really got to keep him on the outside there. Keep guys who can defend against the run. Because they've got such a good secondary. Whatever pressure that he can provide, which he can provide a decent amount of pressure, whatever the pressure is on the inside, and then whoever's on the other side of the line to, to, to rush, the pa rush the passer, whether it be Evanessa or whoever it is there, um, I, I, I think... It wouldn't matter against the rush, but I mean, as long as they get some pressure, the secondary will take care of everything. And the Saints really have a bad receiving core. It's fucking terrible. Uh, they're going to rely on the run probably for this one. And I don't think Simeon's played as bad as people have thought. He had a real, he's had some very good later games, sure, when they've been down. That's where he's gotten a lot of his points. I'm doing air quotes. That's where he's gotten a lot of his points or where he's gotten a lot of his stat stuff. But he's been really, really good, putting the ball pretty excellently on where they need to be. They just gave Taysom Hill a huge contract, and that's if he plays quarterback, if he's a quarterback in the future, at like, what, 30 years old, 29 years old, however old Taysom Hill is. Uh, and they paid that guy. Not for this year, it doesn't even seem like. It seems like Simeon's still the guy, and he's played well enough that he deserves it. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think Josh Allen is a severely overrated quarterback who is turnover prone, uh, very, very fumble prone, is going to get hurt because of the way he runs the ball. I think he's not not worth. Oh, I'll say that unequivocally. Sorry, I took a little step back there because you made it sound like I'm like hesitating a little bit there. But he was unequivocally not worth that contract. I'll say it till I die. I've been saying it once the contract had been signed. You could check my Twitter. I literally tweeted out that day that he's not going to be worth this deal. I, it's tough though when you have a quarterback though. You can't let a good quarterback go. So I get that as the organization, but I just know he's not going to be worth this deal. Uh, sorry, Bills, it sucks. He got a very good team now with a very good coach. Uh, I just think Josh Allen isn't that good. They need a running back. They should have drafted someone like Najee or Williams or even Carter. It, it, it would have been Khalil Herbert would have been a great one too. Um, Kenny Gainwell would have been nice, but he's more of a, I don't think he's like a full workhorse guy. Um, yeah, there, there were guys there that they should have taken that they didn't. Um, and it's a little frustrating for them because I think, I think I've, underestimated the running, or maybe I've underestimated the new running, cro uh, the crop of running backs who have been really, really impressive over the past two years, even, uh, honestly. Last year's draft class was insane, and I, I remember thinking that at the time. I think I had Taylor as my worst running back in, the, in that group, but it was like, CEH, Swift, Taylor, I mean, there were other guys taking that. I'm, I'm a little bit blanking out, but there, there were there were like at least five running backs that I really liked. Because, I mean, maybe maybe there weren't five that were all really good. He would have been like my fourth if there were only four. I remember him being at the tail end, though. Uh, of how I rank this stuff, and I like all those running backs pretty much. Um, I don't think I gave a bad grade for the Taylor pick, to be honest, but maybe I did because I like Marlon Mack, but he had that injury and all that stuff, and that's history. That's a long history. I'm, I'm going a little bit too far back to that Jaguars game when they went 1-15, but I really do think that Taylor and Mack would have split that year, for sure, 
and then he would have been like the best value on draft day by far uh, for for fantasy football. But he, I mean, he was still a value this year. He was still really good, and I was wasn't off of him. He was more of like a guy. Yeah, I'll draft him when I get the chance for sure. But he wasn't a guy I was zeroing in on. I think in that range was Swift, and I was just zeroing in on Swift so much that I couldn't really get any JT, which I definitely would have taken. Uh, anyway, I've, got, I've gotten a little bit far off the subject. Um, I'll, I'll take the Saints plus six. I'll take the under 45. The Saints have a good defense. The Bills still have a good defense. And then for the money line, I'm probably still on Buffalo, but I just really like that six points. That feels really good. I might, I might not bet Buffalo money line. I might not bet money line anywhere, but you know, got in my head, I like Buffalo and I like the Saints plus six for sure, but I might switch to the Saints. We'll see how, we'll see how the day goes. Pay attention to the Twitter. It's at Bacon Games Jesse. Um, check that stuff out. And just to go over this real quick, I have the Bears minus three, Bears money line. I've got the Raiders plus seven and a half and the Raiders money line. I've got the Saints plus six and I've got Buffalo straight up. For the over-unders, I've got the under in the Lions-Bears game. I've got the under in the Cowboys-Raiders game. And I've also got the under in the Saints-Bills uh, game. You know what? No. 45 is, like, right in the middle, honestly, for the Saints and Bills game. It's a 45. But, uh, sorry. The other one, I'll go over that. 41.5 for the for the Bears and the Lions game. I've got the under. 51.5 for the Raiders and the Cowboys game. I've got the under. And then 45 over-under for the Bills-Saints game. I've got... That's that line isn't like isn't telling me to go either way. Like that feels very very neutral, you know. And I'm kind of deciding this on the spot right now, but I thought about it beforehand, and I was definitely in on the under. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the under. Ah, uh, fuck. I'm gonna stay with the under. Okay, we're gonna do 45 under. Again, might change. Check out my Twitter, but that's what I've got right now, and I, I feel good about it. I definitely do, but this feels like a game where the Bills are going to get right back on track. And, and I can see it happening. I mean, it happened to Tampa Bay last, uh, what, two nights ago, three nights ago, or whatever it was by the time you're listening to this. And I relay the Giants there. I think the Giants also, this is going to segue a little bit. We're done talking about the other games. Just a little segue before the Sunday and I record one on probably Friday or Saturday uh, morning for, for the podcast for the, um, excuse me, for the Sunday games for the regular rest of the week. But yeah, I think the Giants are going to be a lot better with Freddie Kitchens coaching the offense. I think it's not even close how much better they're going to be. Just double all the points that they scored in the past. Just double it all. He, I believe what he did with the Browns in 2018 was really, really good. He was impressive there. I think he should have gotten... I mean, was he the? Was he not the coach after that? I guess not, but whatever. I, I, I like everything that's happening here. I like Kitchens. I think they have a bevy of talent on, uh, on, on that roster. I think Saquon is going to be okay. Hopefully, as long as he doesn't get another injury this year, I think he'll be good down the stretch. Could even be a league winner. I mean, they didn't have him for most of the year, and if you've gotten to the playoffs at like six and, or if you're like six and six or anywhere around that right now, and you got Saquon coming back, I think he's going to have a great down the stretch. Um, I love Andrew Thomas on the line. The rest is pretty suspect for sure. They did lose some guys. Nate Solder, you know, is a little bit old, stuff like that, but I think a lot of this, they're getting healthy. Kadarius Tony, Galladay, I still like Daniel Jones. I know people are shitting on because of last night's performance. I still think if you use him correctly, i.e. running the ball, getting him out in space, and he threw some pretty decent darts last night, you know, just getting the ball in Canarius Tony's hand, running those guys' routes like they should be, getting Sterling Shepard back, I, I think it's going to be a very good team. Evan Ingram's been catching the ball, too. He's been, he's been pretty dang good, which is um, annoying to me, for sure. <laughs> Definitely annoying, but yeah, you know, I appreciate all you guys listening. That's what I got to say so far. I'll get to the main stuff in a few days, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving, and uh, I hope my bets are more fruit, fruit, bountiful. I was going to say fruitful and bountiful together, but anyway, I hope that your Thanksgiving is bountiful, and I hope my picks are really good, so that's what I was trying to say. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports and be sure to tune in next time.